G'day. My name is Matt Grimwood, and this is our first home buyer's guide produced by Heritage Media. So we're at the finale of this first season. We've spoken about everything from finding your first home to applying for your first home buyer's grants, getting your finances sorted, putting an offer in in the last episode, and now we're going to talk about settlement. So joining me today is Sarah Wheeler. Sarah Wheeler is an award-winning real estate agent. She works for Wiseby Heritage Real Estate, and we're very lucky to have her joining us today. So let's dive right into it. Sarah, Matt. thank you for joining me. Thank you. So can you give us a bit of a rundown on where your journey in real estate started? Sure. Um, 2011, I started in real estate. I was actually working in a pub and I was at university um, for PR and journalism. Right. Um, and off the, the back of a bet or a dare to get my face on a signboard, I decided to get into real estate and right. I'm still here. Yeah, wow. Interesting. Yeah. So today's episode is all about settlement and the final process of buying a home. Um, so as or as in your experience, what do you think labels a property or a home as a good first buyer or a good first home for people? Yes. Yep. Good question. Um, I think when searching for your first home, it's really good to have an understanding of what it is that you're after, yep. but then realizing that you're probably not going to be able to tick all the boxes. Yeah. So I know for myself, when I bought my first property, the most important thing to me was the area. Yep. Um, because I knew that whatever I purchased, I would be able to make it my own over time. Yep. But I just knew where I really wanted to be. Yeah, yeah. So make a bit of a list and then, you know, knowing yourself that you're probably not going to be able to tick all of them. Yeah, exactly. Being, I guess, having an idea of what it is that you're after, yep. but not being so um, obsessed with the list either. Yeah, yeah. And it would change as well, looking at budget and relationship status and families or what size family you oh, have and stuff like that. Yeah, absolutely. Budget plays a massive role. Yeah. Because yeah. unfortunately you can't buy something if you can't afford it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> true, true, very true. <laughs> so budget is very important. But I do find that most people that we actually take out to properties, they will start with quite a list. Mm -hmm. And what they end up buying is completely different to what it yeah. is that they actually set out to buy. Yep. Yep. Reality kind of sets in. Yes. Yeah. And you get the feeling. Yeah, yep, for sure. So once you've um put an offer in a home Yep. We spoke about that in the last episode. Um, when you put an offer in, how do you know if that's accepted and how do you know if it's gone on to the next stage of the process? Your real estate agent should call you and tell you. Yep. So <laughs> fingers crossed for that. Yes, yep. yep. Um, so, no, you will receive a phone call um, once your offer has been accepted. Yep. Um, and then you will be asked to sign contracts. Right. So, right. So how long is that process after your offer has been accepted before they kind of invite you into? Sign all, sign on the dotted line, I suppose. Yep, yep. So my advice would be that as soon as you do have an offer accepted on a property, that you should be signing contracts and putting down a 0.25% deposit to go into a cooling off period. Yep. Um, there's been far too many times that I've seen someone get excited about their offer being accepted. Then they get uh, cold feet or their family members get in their ear um, mm. or they want to look at something again and an hour later, two hours later, they've completely missed out on the property. Yep. Um, and then for the next month, two months, they're looking at other homes and nothing compares. Right. Um, so I would suggest as soon as your offer is accepted, you do go down that avenue of signing contracts and paying that 0.25% deposit. Right. So you just spoke about cooling off periods. What are they? What is what is a cooling off period? Yes. So with, when you are purchasing a property, um, there is two different ways to avenues to go down. One is just your solicitor exchange, which means that you don't have a hold of the property essentially, yep. um, which isn't something that I recommend to anyone. Yep. Um, and I'd say 95% of our properties do actually go through 
a cooling off period. Mm-hmm. Um, so essentially your offer is accepted. You pay a 0.25% deposit mm-hmm. and you sign contracts. The owner signs contracts. Once it's dated, you do enter into a five or ten business day cooling off period. Right. So is that are there the only two versions of the cooling off period is five or ten days or can it be like a whatever? Look, I prefer just a five. Yep, yep. <laughs> yeah. Um, we do understand that at certain points in time there the banks may be a little bit slower and yep. they or there might be a holiday period in between where you do have to do a ten business day. Yep. Um, but throughout the process, if you are I guess, proving to the owner that you are going through your searches, you are speaking to your conveyancer, you are doing your pest and build, you are organising evaluation. If you do need an extra couple of days for your formal loan approval to come through, um, they're usually fine to grant you an extra few days. Right. So you're better off starting off with the five-day cooling off and then if you really need it, they'd be able to push it potentially. Yeah. Because you've already paid that 0.25%, which is like a – Good yep. grace fee sort of thing. Yes, yeah. But, I mean, if you were to get to the end of your cooling off period and you hadn't organised pest and build, you hadn't spoke to your conveyancer and the broker hadn't been in touch, mm-hmm. then you're probably not um, not likely to get an extension on that. Yeah, right. Yeah, so you've got to be proactive in that time. Absolutely. Right. So then the next point from that after you're cooling off goes into exchange. Is that correct? So when you enter into a cooling off period, yep. you're conditionally exchanged. Right, right, right. Um, after the cooling off period, that is when you're unconditionally exchanged and the salt sign can go up. Right. So the difference between that is at the very start, when you're conditionally exchanged, you're not 100% locked into everything yet. Correct. So during that cooling off period, when you are doing the pest and building, the value is going out, you're chatting to the conveyancer. If you change your mind for whatever reason... Um, I usually try to explain it to people in terms of they don't like the colour of the letterbox anymore because yep. um, it can quite literally be yeah, whatever reason. Um, and you pull out of the sale, you do lose that 0.25% to the owner. It, it's almost like a compensation for them having yeah. it off the market during the cooling off period. Yep. Um, so that's where you're still in the conditional exchange period. Right. Once you've paid the remainder of the 5% or 10% deposit, depending on what was agreed um, when you negotiated on the property, that's when it's unconditionally exchanged and the sold sign goes up. Right. Okay. So is that after that section, are you is it defined as being settled? Like is that what settlement is? No. 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 So there is a period between your unconditional exchange and settlement. Right. Um, so I guess the easiest way to think about it is most properties will do a 42-day or a six-week settlement. Yep. Once from the point in time that you've signed contracts and paid that 0.25%, mm-hmm. that's the start of your 42 days. Okay. So de- regardless of how long your cooling off period is, it is your six weeks from that day. Yep. Um, you do your unconditional exchange after the cooling off period and then there's usually three or four weeks in between where you can start packing, yep. um, organising to give uh, your rental property um, your, your notice if need be, mm-hmm. and then it sells through to settlement. Right. So once you, um, once you get to that point, that's when you settled. Yep. That's when you get the keys. Yep. That's all. Yep. Settlement day. Um, everything happens in the back end. Yep. So you're pretty much waiting around for the conveyances and the banks to do their thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you get a phone call saying you're ready to pick up the keys. Right. So in that, that last process, is there anybody else do you need to get involved? Obviously, you got your conveyances sorted. Yep. Doing your finances and all that sort of stuff. Is there anyone else you need, you know, for that process, that last bit? Um, no. No. Right. I mean, it's always handy to have your electricity set up. Yep. 
Um, but aside from that, everything's pretty much taken care of for you. Yeah. Oh, and you're removalist. Unless you're doing it yourself, of course, you're removalist. Yep. yep. Unless you've got a few friends you want to pay them in yes. a carton of beer. Yes, yep. absolutely. No worries. <laughs> so uh, do you have any advice for people who are at this point in the process? They've just put an offer in and it's been accepted and they're about to go into exchange. Yes. Um, my suggestion would be to make sure that you do sign the contract as soon as possible. Yep. Um, your agent isn't trying to lock you into anything um, that you're not, I guess, wanting to do. It's yep. more for your own good to make sure you don't miss out on the property. Mm -hmm. um, we do find that a lot of family members and friends will get into your ear because they're all real estate experts mm. um, once an offer's been accepted. Yep. So we do find that a fair bit. Um, and to also keep in touch with your agent. So if there is anything that you do think of, um, even if it may seem silly, we do understand that we do this every single day. Um, so there might be something that we might not think to tell you and it's running through your head. Yep. Um, you're not buying a fridge. So whatever it is that pops up, ask your agent. They'll be able to answer it for you. Perfect. So thank you very much for joining me on this. What's the best way for people to get in contact with you if they've got more questions or if they're interested in buying their first home? Um, you can visit me over at the Wisebury Charmhaven office next to the Secret Cafe or give me a buzz on 0421 866 531. Perfect. Thank you very much for joining me, Sarah. It's been Thanks, very, man. very informative. Mm -hmm.